On today's Friday Fire, we dive into self-belief and that self-belief is where everything stems from. We only move towards outcomes that we believe to be possible. And so we ask you, are you someone that asks how something is going to happen? Or are you someone that only asks if something is going to happen? If you are capable, what if this doesn't happen? What if this does happen? Because at the end of the day, you will only follow through on what you believe you are and who you believe you are. So today we dive into everything around self-belief and how it is the root of where you're going to get to. When you look good, you feel good. Uh-huh. That's the only way I feel you should. Coulda, woulda, never did it for you. Gotta do it for the love. Do it for the culture. Feel it in your soul, life like a roller coaster. Got its ups and its downs, but you gotta keep going. Don't stop when you still got motion. Stay dedicated, daily devotion. It's Friday, Dion. It's Saturday, Sunday, what? I like our new music. I have not heard from anybody, though, which is really disappointing. <laughs> I'm talking to everyone listening to the show right now. We ask you for your feedback. Tag us, share the show. I haven't seen anything in a while. And we haven't got any comments on the new music, which I just... Come on, guys. I we like, need reassurance, just like everyone else. I like the music, though. I think it's a it's like everything that we do, it comprises us. Yes, I agree. So. I agree. Very much so. Um, so we are in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. It's not very hot, but I'm hoping that Fort Lauderdale. In a few I'm just hoping that we get some good grub while we're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know where they're taking us to dinner. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the food. No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I, uh, it's like a little mini vacation sometimes to be, I love my kids, but like to go away for a night, yeah. it is kind of nice. And you have like, your own hotel room. I have my own hotel room, you know. Because arts with us, so obviously machine. we're not all like we're not all just sharing a room, room. right? Because um, then so. you get to share a room with me. We share rooms well together. I feel Liz like. and I share rooms well together. We both like a little sound machine on at night. We mm-hmm. both go to bed around the same time. Wake up early. Like we, you know, we have our thing. We have our routine. And so, yeah, I uh, last weekend we traveled, which was not very fun. It was just so much driving. Yeah, I, don't. I just really don't like driving that much. I would so much rather fly, even if it's a short flight, because at least at the airport, I mean, we're TSA pre-check, so we can get yep. through pretty quick. I mean, this trip, we're just doing backpack, probably. I don't even think I'll bring like a I might probably carry on, probably. Yeah. yeah. Who are we flying with? United? Uh, I think United. Maybe American. I got to double check. But know. yeah, so we're not checking bags. Or it gets pretty quick, and then we can get there like we always do. We get our Starbucks. We sit down and we bit. start doing work for a little while. Whatever. We're just praying to God there's no flight delays. I know. I know. Yeah. I will say that I've realized driving long distances with children is easier than flying because you can bring a lot of crap. Mm. And then like they have their tablets, the internet works, which on planes it doesn't. And for my ADD children that need to watch YouTube or something and can't watch a movie. Carson will watch a movie. Taylor cannot. Um, but you always can connect to the Wi-Fi on the plane yeah, to but get it doesn't always work very well. Well, I mean like they're free in-flight entertainment. Oh. Yes. I played more games of Sudoku going to and from Mexico than I think that I have in years. That was like when I was a lifeguard, all I did on my breaks was Sudoku. We would have like Sudoku competitions. Yeah. I haven't played something like that in a while. We, uh, Taylor was super into, so Taylor had RSV last week, which sucked. We were in Arkansas visiting my sister-in-law. Now both of her kids have RSV. No. Our Carson, I think had it this weekend. Like freaking, we cannot catch a break, but, um, 
she had RSV last weekend. So she had like really high fevers, wasn't feeling well. So she did watch a lot of tablet just to chill. Um, and she's really into the Grinch and she likes the Jim Carrey Grinch. Mm -hmm. And I think she's like trying to say it or mishears us, but she calls it big hairy Grinch. So she's like, I want what big, big hairy Grinch. And I'm like, I, I love this alteration to the name that you created. And she wanted to wear her Grinch shirt today, even though it's January 9th. But I was like, I don't Whatever. Care. I'm not fighting this battle right now. Meanwhile, Carson was like scared of the Grinch. Carson was scared of the Grinch for a very long time. He's now okay with it. I got pulled over coming back from Arkansas and Carson lost his mind. Yeah. You poor kid. <sighs> yeah, he's afraid. He's my, he's my scared child. Taylor is not. Yeah. The other day I was cook, I was cutting something in the kitchen on the cutting board and my back was to them and Nick could see them. And he goes, uh, Becca. And I turned around and Taylor had taken her rocking chair and had put it on top of the couch and was trying to climb on top of the rocking. I was like, Oh my God. He was like, I mean, I wouldn't freak out that much. I was like, why not? Like, don't you see the things that could go wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm just trying to get past the fours. The yeah. way that my hairstylist describes it is the F me fours. They're different. They're all different. And yeah, they're all different. We're just, art reminds me as I've told him, he is me. And I was very frustrating as a child, apparently, because my God. So we were out, um, it snowed here this past weekend, yep. right? So we built a snowman, we came inside. I'm like trying to find, we didn't have any big carrots. So I was like, oh, I can do construction paper. So I was like making a big nose yep. like, out of construction paper, whatever. We needed it for like two minutes so we could be satisfied. We're breaking like branches. <laughs> I'm like, well, what can I make his eyes with? Because I don't have anything that's like rocks dark. Well, I couldn't find any rocks and I couldn't find any pine cones. And so I was like, you know what? He got these Oreo balls. I was like, we're going to use the Oreo balls. Well, then they wouldn't fit in there. Long story short, we go inside, get all this stuff, come back out. It had fallen over. <laughs> so we rebuilt it much more deformed. So the next day we go out. Okay. Now we're going to build his sister and he hears his friend Nola down the street outside. Oh, let's go see Nola. You know? So I really like uh, Nola's mom. So we're hanging out and she's like looking at me with how Marcus is behaving. She's like, this is Nola too. All the time. I don't get it. It's cool. She's a gem. I was like, yeah, of course that's cool. Right. But they're both the same age. I don't know how many freaking meltdowns we had in about 10 minutes because the snow kept breaking and he wasn't winning and his wasn't big enough and all the things. And I was like, you're not going to win every time. Like suck it up, build another one, start over. And so anyways, yeah, we, we stomped our way back home when I finally said, we're not going to behave this way. Carson stomps. Uh, Nola said, my ears hurt because you are yelling so much that we're just going to trot our way back home and have a time out for a few minutes. Oh gosh. You know, we do our best. Children are, they are strong-willed. My Taylor is very strong-willed. I, did you ever just like, let, like, I just let Marcus lay in the snow for yes. like five minutes and yeah, I used get to it out. That. Carson had, Carson was much more rare, but Taylor for sure. I, I, it just makes me feel better to see like the memes and the reels of people being like, get off the floor at like grocery stores or restaurants mm -hmm. or like stand up, stand up right now, get off the floor. And I'm like, that's me all the time with Taylor. She just, yeah. but what can you threaten with now? Because we can't threaten with like, I'm going to take your Christmas presents back. I threatened with her going to Nick. Oh. <laughs> You're going to go to your dad. He, he has, there has been a breakthrough this week. Thank God, because I'm leaving. I'm in Atlanta right now. So like, she needs to be okay with him right now. And I think she will be when I'm not around, but 
last night she was screaming because she wanted to, she likes, she, she has these dress up things from Christmas. So they're like little, heels. you know, fluffy heels and a crown and a skirt. Mm-hmm. And she always wants to play with it right before bedtime when like I'm reading her books and putting her in her crib. And I was like, Taylor, and she took out these shiny shoes from her closet. She's like, I want to wear them to bed. I'm like, you're not wearing those heels to bed. Like, and so I was like, do you want me to go get dad? Do you want to go to bed with dad? And then she starts screaming and she's like, no, dada. And so Nick comes up. He's like, does she want me? I was like, no, sorry. I was threatening her with you. <laughs> I was like, oh. And he's like, that's reassuring. Um, but otherwise she has asked for him. She wanted to go to school with him yesterday. So like there is breakthroughs happening, which is just perfect timing. Um, Good. So anyways, I don't have a segue, but we need to get into the topic we do. today. Uh, we want to talk about self-belief today. And I, I brought this up to Liz. I've been doing, uh, we talked to our mentor quite a bit and he talks about how he's like, how do you think I handle every day in trying to be the person that I am and trying to accomplish what I want to accomplish? He's like, I listen to videos every morning that tell me that I'm the man. And that, like, and so I started doing this. Uh, and all I do honestly is I Google or YouTube motivational self-confidence video or motivational self-belief video. And there's tons of mashups out there. And I listen to a lot of them and find ones that I like and don't like. And the there's one that I've kind of landed on that I've listened to more than a couple of times. Um, I actually listen to it when I do cold plunges uh, because everything starts with self-belief. Everything that you are able to or not able to accomplish comes down to if you believe that you are able to, if you believe that it is possible. And I'm not talking about like, I want it to be possible, truly, deeply, subconsciously, which we'll get to. Do you know, like, it is not a matter of, is it possible? It's a matter of what am I going to do to make it possible? Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're thinking about like, for me, I would say like, I know in my gut I am made for more. I'm made for great things. Like we haven't gotten to that breakthrough yet. And it's hard to formulate words, what that's going to look like, right? Like some people are visionaries um, and they can just see, they know exactly what they want. They can pinpoint it. They know, you know, what it's all going to look like. And I can't necessarily do that, but I have this belief that great things are going to come. And I think that some people really struggle because they can't wrap their mind around. So for example, I cannot wrap me personally, my right, my mind around the depth of destruction with, you know, some things that people do. Like I can't that, that evil, I can't wrap my mind around that. Like in terms of, you know, what we have going on in certain parts of the world right now, it's, it's makes me want to throw up. Right. Because I can't even wrap my mind. I can't fathom that who would do something this evil. Right. On the same side, uh, on the other side of this, it's like I can't formulate those words, but I know in my heart and my gut that there's going to be great things that are happening, right? If you continue working towards it, and I think this is where it's one thing for people to say, "Well, how could I ever get there? How do you just like, you know, know that? And what do you do?" Well, it's a really great um, post by Emily Forsella that talked about trading luxury for luxury, right? Like. When you see people doing great things, you need to understand that they have worked their asses off. There is no overnight success. No. Alex Hormozzi, I knew him. We worked with him before I even met you. So I don't even know how many years ago, maybe 2016, 2017, right? When they were very small, just starting out, 
right? And so over the course of the past seven, eight years, wow, they've done amazing things, right? I would right? say it's like for him, it was rapid success. It was pretty, it was, it was pretty rapid, right? But definitely not overnight. And no one saw though, all the years before that he talks about when he was in the gym, he was sleeping in the gym. That was five, six years before that. So it's been 10, 12, yeah. 15, I don't know how many years, right? But what you see is that people who are great are great because they're doing the things that it takes to become great day in and day out. So this is luxury for luxury. If you want to have luxury, then you are going to have a trade-off now of the luxury spending, you know, money freely, um, maybe taking more vacations, even though you love to travel, uh, you're, you know, doing things, you're making sacrifices for that long-term vision that you have. You're saying no to going out with your friends or whatnot after work so that you can go be working on yourself, like to better yourself, to study, to work longer, to stay up late at night, to create something, whatever that looks like. You're you're trading off, right? That luxury for luxury. And a lot of people won't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even if you don't realize it, you typically only will move towards things that you believe are possible. And so if you want something, but you haven't gotten even close to it, it's probably because deep down, even though you want it, you don't think that you're worthy of it or capable of it or are going to accomplish it. Weight loss is a perfect example. A thousand percent. People self-sabotage. They get close to their goal. Some people will say, well, you know, I got comfortable, yep. right? Um, I felt good and I can see that for sure. But the reality is some people fear achieving that goal because then what? Yeah. Then like <laughs> I've worried about weight my whole life. I've always identified as the thick girl. Then what? Yep. When I get to that weight that I said that I was going to do, some people will continue going right and take it then to the extreme. But a lot of people, I would say the majority of people self-sabotage at that point in time because they don't believe that they deserve it. And I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people is they now have shown themselves they can achieve that goal, but they don't believe they deserve it, mm -hmm. that they're worthy of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like Liz was saying, luxury for luxury. I think another thing is that great things and greatness, although I believe that everyone is capable of anything they put their mind to. Great things are in rare supply to an extent. They're limited. Those that are achieving them, they have to work harder. They have to endure more. They have to get uncomfortable. They have to go when others don't. And you have to pay a steeper price than what the masses are likely paying. And if you don't believe that you are one of those select people that is going to accomplish great things, when life gets hard, you typically make excuses. You fold. You give a reason as to why it didn't work out that is beyond you. And although, yes, there are circumstances that are very hard, there are things that are uh, unforeseen, unpredictable, it is what you choose to do when you face them. I read uh, Sean Whalen's book recently, and he talked, I think the statistic is eight out of 10 millionaires or billionaires have been bankrupt at one point. Mm -hmm. A lot of people lose it and then they and then build it again, build it again. And it's because they were willing to build it again, because they were willing to, you know, sometimes hit a rock bottom and go from there versus accept that rock bottom is, this is just what it is. Instead of resorting to what, you know, the security of your current life, you know, Asking how, not if. Very few people ask how. 
They all stop at if. I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I'm capable. I wonder if it's for me. And a lot of people rely on other people for assurance. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say, what if, right? What if I (laughs) fail? What if I can't do this? What if I don't commit? What if it doesn't work? And then they'll rely on other people to give them their opinion. Do you think I should do this? And I'm just going to say whether it is you investing in yourself with a practitioner or, for example, if I were to tell some family members or other people not in our world how much money we spent last year on education, on our team and on education in uh, back into the investing back into the business to grow, they would probably poop their pants, right? Because they wouldn't understand that the value of that investment. But it's like what we were talking about with one of our mentors. If I spend this amount of money, which hurts me a little bit to do, I'm a more serious because I'm truly committed, right? My, my skin is in the game. But if I do that and I get a few things that help me change dramatically, whether it is me as a person in my personal growth, my health, right? A big breakthrough that I get with my health or a breakthrough in my business that then allows me to make that money back. It was truly worth it. And I couldn't agree with that more because I think about a lot of people, including myself who went to college. I did very well in college, graduated with honors, president of the fraternity, all these things, right? Got to make dad proud because also he was foot in the bill. A lot of my other friends didn't, if they had parents paying for them, didn't take it as serious, right? Compared to those, my roommates, a couple of them had loans. They absolutely took it serious because their skin was in the game, right? And so I think it's, you know, when you have skin in the game, you're going to figure it out one way or the other. You're going to be successful. And if you fail, you're going to figure out how to course correct and get back to a place where you can somehow rebound, right? And, And this is something where I think about a lot of people, at least I'm just speaking about myself, when I was diet hopping, I didn't invest in a person that knew me who was holding me accountable. I was doing things like apps, right? Or buy this $7 program that I never opened the email from after I bought the $7 program, right? Uh, I saw the shiny, I had shiny objects syndrome where I saw that next supplement. Okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try the hydroxy cut, <laughs> you know, all these things. And it was just like all over the place. No wonder I wasn't seeing results. And you could say that, okay, now my skin was in the game a little bit because I had started putting some finances into it. But the biggest change for me is when my finances were heavily invested into the outcome that I wanted, I followed through. That's not like that for everybody, but it is for a lot of people. And that would be anything, courses, your health, college, and whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing in terms of an investment, uh, somehow surrounding yourself with people that have accomplished what you want to accomplish or have done things in, you know, incredible things, put yourself in the room, put yourself in the room. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in physical, (coughs) excuse me, physical contact with those people. That might be an investment that you can't afford right now, but do you listen to them? Do you read their books? Do you follow them on social media or are you watching, you know, useless memes about, you know, mom life and whatever it might be. Like that is one thing that I really find valuable is all I listen to are people that I want to be like, and that I want to, you know, strive to accomplish what they've been able to accomplish or get close to that. And 
hearing what is possible and what they've gone through to get that keeps me in the game because most of those people, all of those people, I shouldn't even say most of those people, all of those people typically talk about it's not overnight. You're going to end up in trenches. You're going to end up in doubts. You're going to end up in places that are really hard to get out of, but it's the people that keep going when other people do not that win. And you will always follow through on who you believe you are. And so if you are in a place where you are not happy, if you're in a place where you feel stuck, you feel like nothing's working, look internally too. Mm -hmm. Look internally to what stories you tell yourself, what you wake up and think about, because most of us wake up thinking about negatives. We think about what's wrong. We think about what our to-do list is that day, how overwhelmed we are, what went wrong yesterday, all of the stresses in our life, whatever it might be. And you're already waking up living in the past. You're already waking up not putting a foot forward towards what you want to become. You're just getting swallowed into what all of the negative is in your life that you see, because that's all you're focusing on. And this could be from childhood too. You know, there could be problems with believing in yourself because you feel that other people didn't believe in you or you were always told negative things, right? Whether that is very harsh, you know, words uh, or actions that children perceive, right? There can definitely be some of this childhood trauma or subconscious that you maybe are not afraid or you, you're afraid to tap into. You're afraid to recognize that that is part of this problem. And you have this little voice inside your head then that constantly keeps you stuck, right? Who gives you the worst case scenario of everything, who tells you you're not worthy. And I think that this is really where the deep work has to be done because all of you are worthy of getting to where you want to be and having the life that you desire. I don't believe in a lot of the woo-woo stuff. I'm going to be honest. Like I don't believe in um, many things that I have seen other people, you know, tout out there. And I don't think it's enough to have some crystals or some candles or to have some of these mantras. I think it really has to be you getting down to that inner child um, and connecting with that and understanding like, what do you need to let go? Who do you need to forgive? Because I also believe that people hold themselves back when there's a lot of unforgiveness and there's a lot of resentment, maybe shame. And so working with, I mean, there are different people that you can, you know, consult with, work with, do therapy with, whatever that looks like. Doing some of that um, inner work is really, really powerful so that you can move past some of these blocks and really start to at your core, like in your gut, as I was talking about before, believe that you're worthy of these things because you, you deserve them. Yeah. I think everything that you need, you have, you just have to uncover it and believe it. And although I don't believe in, you just tell yourself something and it's true, you truly do have to believe it internally. And so to do that, I think starting with, you know, how do you start your day? How do you wake up and experience the world? Do you get on your phone right away or are you, you know, putting time into yourself and development of yourself and starting your day on a positive note? Do mantras work in situations? I think they can. I, I think having kind of like a, a mantra for yourself that helps ground you, that helps you bring, bring you back to a positive place can be really helpful. Um, who do you surround yourself with? Are you in toxic relationships or are you you know, only talking to people that complain all the time. What are you following on social media? What are you putting in your ear in terms of how are you, how are you growing? Are you, how are you learning? Are you reading? Mm -hmm. Are you listening to audiobooks, podcasts, whatever it might be? You have to evaluate your surroundings because 
self-belief is, is where it all has to come from, but there's inputs to that that need to be there too. And so take a really hard look in the mirror and your life and your day and evaluate if you are unhappy, if you're not where you want to be, where are those inputs coming from and what can be changed with that? Because it is about self-belief, but that doesn't just get thrust upon you. You have to create that. And I think starting your day in a certain way, journaling potentially on what you're happy with in your life and what you aren't, and then taking action towards what that is. Because you can talk about it all you want, but it's the people that take action, even if it's imperfect, even if it's you know not exactly how you want it to look, even if it's messy, it's taking a step, putting one foot in front of the other every single day versus just thinking and talking about it. It's the people that act in the way that they want to become that eventually become what they want. Put a smile on your face. Never let them take your joy away. Let the sunshine make your day. Take your hand of your love. Wanna dance the night away. Get away and escape on a vacay. Life's a marathon, not a relay. It's up to you to do what you love to do. Let no one stop you.